And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex, my name's Paul, and if you guys got your backs blown out just like the Guardians did from the San Francisco Giants, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. like i understand if you said and if your favorite team got their backs blown but when you're like if you got your back blown yeah. out like just... i mean people out here getting their backs blown out what's wrong with that oh my god that is uh what's wrong with getting something. your back blown out nothing it just makes me laugh i just think you're funny <laughs> so anyway i'm doing okay i'm i'm all right i've been better which <laughs> how's that for not saying i'm to agree how about you how's that <laughs> Yeah, you liked it. The yeah, other be way, honest yeah. with the people. Yeah, I've I've been better. Well, you can get into that in a second. I mean, nothing wild, just normal, normal stuff. But how about you, man? Uh, I've been getting my ass kicked by allergies. Yeah, I would say you sound a little, little stuffy. Yeah, little... I've been getting rail. I get my. I've been getting my back blown out from allergies. It's been bad. <laughs> It's been like Probably, a, what is it that little Mucinex, you know the little yeah. uh, cartoon guy that yeah. guy just bending you out back yeah. like taking it's, you to it's been like the past week it's been awful had like a sore throat my nose has been stuffed up but runny at the same time do you take a covid test or anything i mean i'm vaxxed up boosted up so they wouldn't they're like hey, well you're fine plus yeah. it is allergy season here in virginia so everyone's going through it right now Plus, you had it like four times, so I think you would know what it feels like. Yeah, but. which I, I I'm I don't feel run. It's not like I feel run down or anything. It's just like allergies. Yeah. Um, I feel that mine haven't been too bad yet, but it hasn't been super nice a ton. Like it was a little bit. Now it's back to being cold. But surprisingly, mine haven't been too bad yet. And yeah, I never had them until been, we moved out here. It's also been crazy. Like our the fluctuation and weather here has been nuts like last weekend it was like 86 and then during the week it dropped back down to like the high 40s and then yesterday it was like high 60s low 70s and it's going to stay like that for like this week and then drop back down to the 60s so it's, it's still like, not yeah it's still rough for on being you. down south you expect it to be warm already do you consider virginia beach south i mean it kind of is i virginia guess virginia is like, like virginia is like where the south starts yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never had allergies at all, and I still don't have them bad, luckily, but I had nothing. It was brand new to me, and I didn't really know what it was. But when we moved here, uh, I talked to my doctor about it, and people say, like, yeah, honestly, just literally moving states or something, like your body's not used to that. And so sometimes that affects it. But we have better stuff to talk about than my, my the, the history of my allergy progression. <laughs> but. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting any sleep. Everett's been tough the last couple of days. I love him to death. He's staying up longer. He's having a tougher time going to sleep. And then when he gets overtired, he can't go to sleep because he's overtired. So then that just makes the problem worse. And last night was like 
he had a better day yesterday and then last night was rough i we barely got any sleep it just he he it was a struggle and then today he's napping he's like the most peaceful little baby he goes down for two naps and we're just like god i love you so much but why are you the way that you are like come on man so that's hurting and then i don't know man people on people on twitter annoy me sometimes like usually i just roll with it but you know yesterday and the day before people coming out of the woodwork that know nothing about us or anything like talking shit and like whatever it's the internet but like people that are just like won't let it go and then like talking shit to our friends who come in and are like what are you talking about and then they're calling people scrubs and it's just like all right like whatever you try and defend yourself or say something and it's just like that's the internet man I know. I've been letting people live rent free when they Here, can't here's the way you got to think about house. it. It's better than like prime Xbox 360 Modern Warfare 2 lobbies. So, oh yeah, where I get called racial slurs <laughs> that don't apply to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, no, it's just annoying. It could be like, worse. Like we joke, we joke about you know Ahmed and stuff, and then people that don't listen or don't follow kind of what we're about. You're joking? Just no, I'm not. But people don't understand the context and then they're coming out of nowhere that like haven't interacted with us haven't seen you know us explain saying that he's a top 20 shortstop in baseball when that's below average below average yeah like shit like that you're arguing you're literally just arguing you're arguing the same point we are but you just think being below average is good yeah and just saying you know I've explained it all in, you know, had a conversation with someone that, you know, we had a good conversation once and then I make a joke or I say something out of context and then people think like, oh, I hate that. It's not even worth defending. It's it's crazy. I don't want to talk about Ahmed anymore. And anybody that listens to this doesn't care that much. And if they do, I was talking to Quincy about it a little bit. And sometimes it takes another person to like clarify kind of what you think or to like wrap your thoughts up. And I'll just say this, you know. He was like, here's the thing that I think you're getting at, Alex. He's like, uh, Ahmed is a poor shortstop. He should not play there, especially when you have great defensive options there. The team has said for the past month that we don't want to make slight upgrades because we want to see what the guys we have, you know, and that are coming up can give you. And Ahmed's exactly what you get. A slight upgrade, you know, bat. He's literally league average bat. And with one glaring flaw that he is terrible shortstop and we can't yeah. play him in left field either. Cause they didn't give him any reps, which is the organization's fault. And like, we've said that before they should play him at second, but they didn't want to put him there. So it's not Ahmed's fault that he can't play left, but it's like, he shouldn't play short for us right now. Um, and it's just, you know, that's what Chris Antonetti said was like, we didn't want to make these small upgrades because we want to see what they got. Well, guess what? You're blocking Gabriel Arias, who's ripping the cover off the ball at AAA, who's an incredible defensive shortstop. And you also have Andres Jimenez, who I'm high on, but I'll be the first to say he's pissing me off a little bit because he's not rising to the occasion when he's getting his at-bats. And it's like, dude, it's right there. Reach out and freaking take it. Like, you got to force them to put you there. And But he's an immensely better shortstop. And then it's just like... I have nothing against Ahmed. Is he nice to have in the lineup as a bat? Yeah, he hustles hard. He's fast as hell. He runs the base as well. And I love that. Does He He is not going to be on this team probably past the trade deadline, and he sure as hell won't be on the team next year. Because of that, we're not contending this year, period. Like, if we do, that's amazing. But, like, it's going to be maybe a wild card in, like, an Angels in the Outfield situation or some garbage. Like, it, like let's be real with ourselves. This year, we need to sort through stuff. Ahmed gets in the way of that. He is yeah. not 
I have nothing against the guy as a person. And I've literally never said I do. But and then people act like we have to have his bat. A 730 OPS is a hair above league average. He has a 99 OPS plus, which is 1% below average. He has 100 weighted run, runs combined plus, which is Fangraph's version. That's league average. We're not talking about a guy that's hitting an 840 OPS. That would be like, yeah, you kind of put up with that dog. Like you kind of banging. Like it's league average. He slaps singles. He's going to hit 10 home runs. And he's also going to put up negative nine defensive runs saved it. What the second, I would say shortstop's above center field, right? So catcher and then shortstop and in terms of defensive importance, probably catcher, shortstop, center field in that order. I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a it's a it's a coin flip. I think it's up for personal. I would say preference. probably shortstop just a hair. But I mean, yeah, it's but one of those the it's second six most six one way, half a dozen another, whatever yes. way you want to look at it. But either way, the second most important position defensively, we'll yeah. say second or third, that you have someone that has no instincts, has zero range whatsoever and costs you stuff. And then at AAA, who knows? Maybe Arias isn't a 730 OPS bat, but that's league average. Like we do yeah. think he can do that. And even if he's a little less, he's got to get those reps in. He's got to get the like he's got to shake it out. Right. Kind of like Owen Miller and Ernie Clement, who sucked last year. But it put in a lot of work, have made some mechanic changes, have worked with Chris Valeka, and are seeing real stuff. Not they're not just hot right now. They're like you can see a change in their and approach. And you can like, and then last year you we could I could tell not so much with Owen Miller, but with Ernie Clement, like Ernie Clement's gonna be a guy. Just from the like the the way he can like he carried himself and his defense and, and just like how he was, I could tell that he had it in him. His yeah, bat just needed to come. Him. Yeah, it's like the, the his bat was going to come around, and uh, my we've we've talked about this so many times, and I don't want to. I won't. I don't want to stay on this too much because I want to get no. I know I'm done after this. Stuff, but I just wanted to clear the air one last time. And then it, I'm never it's talking something about it again. that I I complain about and I, I preach about is that people are so high on offensive numbers and, and offensive performance and they overlook defensive miscues from every that's every player in in every team everywhere they and it's to the point where like people are willing to put up with someone who makes three errors a series if they're batting 340 like yeah. no you're like yeah you're you're ripping the cover off the ball but here's the thing. Ahmed's a singles machine. It's not like he's going yard every fucking game. He's yeah. he's his his hits are just finding holes, which is what you need to do, but he's also a liability on the field. Now, if we didn't have Fran Mill and we had like a, a DH spot, like he's still not a power bat, but He's going to get on base and yeah, he's a problem you know what I mean? on so, He's fast as hell and he plays hard. I so, love that stuff about yeah. him. But here's like, it's the thing is defensively, he has no upside. His range trash. His instincts are trash. His glove average at best. His arm arm is the only thing. Yeah. It's not even like it's exceptionally, exceptionally good. It's just not bad. Above average. I wouldn't even say above average. It's just not bad. And it looks so much better than it is because everything else on him defensively is trash. Yeah. 
And it's the little things with him that you don't catch. For me, it's the instincts. Like he goes to a knee on routine ground balls and then he spikes. It's just like clunky and it's stuff you don't catch. But then when you see someone that's so good at that position, do it naturally. It's like art. And you're like, oh, man, it's just the way. So I don't know. I don't want to talk about him anymore either. I don't know. I shouldn't even, again, rent free, can't afford it. But just to clarify, in case anybody that didn't catch last episode or wonders or saw, like, why? I don't hate the guy. If we had him for three more years and Gabriel Arias never existed, then I'd say, like, man, we really need to keep trying him at second or I guess try him and left. But now Stephen Kwan's part of it. Like, I would be more like, man, you really got to put him at second or something. But He's got a year. He's got this year and next. And like nobody, nobody will argue with you that he's the long term. So it's like if this year's about figuring it out, then we have to figure it out. Yeah, that's the whole point of this maybe, year. Maybe we do in 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 the at trade deadline. Maybe we trade him for a, a an outfielder, a corner outfielder, or a reliever, or a reliever. Yeah, man. God, and it's and he'll help somebody. I don't know. It's. Uh, you know, our buddies over at Slasher Sports uh, wrote an article and said, hey, credited us from last episode talking about him and kind of gave some places he fits. And, you know, he could he could fit on the Angels potentially because they lost. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, I can't think of it. He's the defensive guru. They lost him. And Andrelton Simmons, excuse me. They lost him and they're kind of like in between stuff right now. And, you know, he's, he's a good bat and he's going to play hard for you. They just... A team that doesn't need someone, you know, that can live with some miscues or try him somewhere. That, or, uh, Mike Trout got hurt again today. I know. I can't. I can't talk about it. But that's enough about Ahmed. I hate talking about it. I have nothing against the guy. I want to clarify it. It's just that you're not part of the future and you are blocking the it's, future. It's either like get on board or get out of the way. And he's not one to get on. It, not that he's not getting on board with the team, but it's he's he's. It's just not a good fit. And he that's doesn't fine. have a ticket like, on the on on the train, and he's yeah. not gonna the and the train this season and definitely next season. Like the the train's leaving the station. We're going yeah. like we're going to start competing and contending again with these yeah. young kids. Like and Ahmed just doesn't have a ticket to get on. He he doesn't. This there's whole there's year not is tryouts. There's, <laughs> there's we don't have room for him. Yeah, and. The thing that the I promise, truly, the last thing that makes me bang my head. People say like, well, "You got, you got to have the bat." We played two trash teams and we got exposed this weekend. Okay, again, seven thirty OPS, like league, the definition of league average, and that's great. You need those, and you don't toss them away. But it's not like he's an eight fifty OPS. That's like, oh, you got to find a way to hide him, dude, because like he's a Jose bat. Like you live with what's it, his? Man. He's not Kyle Schwarber. Let me look up what his slugging is right now. Last year he had a decent. It was a little over four hundred because he doesn't walk at all, like at all. Yeah. I actually like him in the five hole when he's going. Um, I do like him in the five hole because after Fran meal, you got a guy with a high uh, batting average, no walk, but a little bit of pop 10, 12 home runs. I like him in the five hole so much more than the two hole because Stephen Kwan works his walks and stuff. Um, and so I like Ahmed there, but again, defensively, no room for that. And it, I don't know. It is what it is. And I was funny. I was, I mean, uh, yeah, he, his slugging, I mean, his slugging this year is three sixteen. Yeah, he had a bad he had a bad uh, series. I don't know how many hits he had, but I also was I was texting you or somebody. Maybe it was Quincy, and I said, 
I'm just going to sit in the background. I won't talk about it again. I can't wait for him to make a couple defensive miscues and go on an 0 for 8 skid. And then all of Twitter is going to blow up. And that's exactly what happened on Saturday. Everybody's like, man, I don't know about Ahmed, man. We got to get him the fuck off our team. And I just sat back and I was like, that's crazy, man. That's absolutely crazy. I said it last year. No, I know. It's just like, well, I'm saying after everybody went up and on. Oh, yeah. I've been on this train for, for over a year now so oh yeah you you have i'm just saying after friday where we almost got yeah. canceled over it i felt like and all oh, trash takes and then i thought that and then saturday night yesterday night everybody's or last night excuse me everyone's like i don't i don't know about him man is it worth it and i'm just like fucking hate it here <laughs> all right let's talk about some hot topics here let's talk about some mlb ball stuff and then i'm never literally i'm done talking about ahmed other than his performance in games and stuff i'm done with it never again so whatever Real quick, we've talked about this before. Giants Padres on Tuesday night. Okay. Giants are blowing the Padres backs out. Bottom of the sixth. That's what so we're gonna still, call this episode. Getting your back blown out. Yeah, bottom <laughs> of the sixth. Giants are up eleven to two. Okay. And Mauricio Dubon, okay, uh, who I didn't know about until I kind of went back and looked for the Giants, comes up, leadoff hitter. Catches the Padres defense snapping, lays down a bunt. Third base side, there's a hole, get on base. The manager, I think it's Bob Melvin of the Padres, is on the step. He's bitching. Everyone's kind of like, dude, what, you know, what the fuck? What are you doing? Are you kidding me? You're up nine runs. And the split Twitter again, like, you know, sportsmanship. Should you do this? Is it overkill? I'm here to tell you, you can suck my balls if you think that. Players shouldn't do this. You get paid millions of dollars. And we're pro player. You earn it. You get paid paid millions of dollars to play baseball and be at the highest level of like of sports in your in your field okay the highest level of competition until the 27th out is caught you should never let up for a second and you shouldn't want the other team to do that and you should never do that yeah. period i don't care if they're up 20 nothing i literally don't care if you catch them napping these guys get paid off of their stats you know that's you get to free agency arbitration like you're playing for yourself all the time these unwritten rules stop like this is such garbage i have no time for people that think like did you really need to do it play better that's that's what we said last year when we talked about this with the 30 count you know tatis yeah. and the grand like pitch better play better be better not my problem like I hate this boomer shit. Yeah, I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. Uh, I like, yeah. There's 27 outs of baseball. You can't run out of clock or anything. So, so just make plays. Um, I did see that uh, when when after the inning, uh, Gabe Kepler pulled him to the side, the San Francisco's manager. <laughs> And kind of ripped him a new asshole inside the No, dugout. so he didn't actually. No, he didn't. So people thought he did, but he pulled him aside and told him, like, you can do that all day, man. You got the green light. And he came out and Gabe put a statement and actually said, because everyone thought, like, oh, yeah, Gabe had to rip him a new one. You got to teach this kid what you do and don't do. And Gabe came out and said, listen, we're going to win every game and we're never going to let up. And I told him, like, yeah, you can do that. Don't don't let it get in your head. And I love see, that. From, so from like, I, all I saw was the video of the dugout. I didn't see the statement. From his body language, it looked like he was. Oh, that's what everybody thought. Bit. And then, like later that night or the next day, Gabe came out and clarified, "Like, no, I told him you do that all day. Like, we're trying to win every all 162 games we played relentlessly. We're not letting yeah. up." So, I just 
We've talked about it before. Gabe Kapler, hot boy. Oh yeah, that dude is hot as hell. Like I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Like he makes no sense that he he's ripped up with he's the like, hand tat. Yeah, two percent body fat with the tan and the tight. Like yeah, he's he's, he's a hot boy. Tatted it's, up. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's a milf, a manager. I'd like to fuck. Not me personally. I just thought that was clever. And then you got something else here before. Yeah, we so it. I took this. I took this five. screenshot this morning. So it might it might have changed by now, right? But I was looking through the MLB app at, at stat leaders, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight categories that there's a Guardians player in. Oh. And it, it just made my ding dong go ping pong. Uh, so this morning, I'm I want to I want to preface this again. This was this morning. And that's so after thing, some quiet stuff from the bats, yeah. obviously, the last. So I and, and by the time you listen to it, it might have changed. But uh Owen Miller was leading the league in batting average with a 560. Uh yeah, Jay Ram was leading the league with RBIs at 15, which I still think he is. Uh Miles Straw was leading the league in runs with 10. Owen Miller was leading the league in OBP slugging and OPS with a, a 586 OBP, a 1.080 uh, slugging, and a 1.666 OPS. <laughs> and oh, then love to see it. Jose was leading the league in hits with 15, and then Owen Miller was leading the league in doubles with seven. So Owen Miller just out here eating your heart out. Yeah, honestly, I think he still is leading all of baseball. Um, I, I mean, fuck hits. it. Why don't I just check it right now? I'll just pull it up. True, but yeah, I mean, Give off it to you an in real time. Tear. Crazy to see. Just so in real time, he's still leading the league in average. Um, is it updated? Like, yeah, does it reflect today. It's below. And then he, okay, yeah, he's leading the league in average, and it's at five hundred. Uh, Jose still leading the league in RBIs. Miles Straw still leading the league in runs. Uh, Arenado's beating him out, uh, beating Miller out for slugging and OPS. Um, Choi's uh, from the Rays is beating him out in OBP, uh, but Owen Miller's still leading the league in doubles. Love to see it. He's, oh, I saw Cesar yeah, Hernandez's I mean, I, name on there, and I, I was like, the fuck's he leading the league in at-bats? Yeah, excuse me. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the Phillies score a million runs, and he's probably their leadoff hitter, so that'll that'll usually yeah. do the trick. Uh, but no, it's good to see the offensive explosion. Um, not much more you can ask for, especially after two... Well, him and Jose had great games, uh, or still had good games uh, Friday and Saturday, but today it quieted down, at least for Miller um, and Jose. Cesar's on Washington, not Philly. Oh, Washington, excuse me. Yeah, so that's weird that he's getting that many at bat. He's at 48. Maybe they haven't had an off day or something. I don't Maybe. know. That's like that he would get be up by three. But yeah, no, I mean, Owen Miller's on a tear. We'll talk about him some more. Spoiler. And Jose's Jose. And uh, I know the whole team was leading like team stats for a minute there and average. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I you know, didn't slug. look at that. I can, I, I can check that. I, it's fast. probably changed by now, but. Uh, and it we're coming back down to earth anyway. Yeah. But, uh, 
it is what it is. But it's exciting to see after that, you know, offensive onslaught. And uh, we'll get into that. We're leading the league in triples. That okay, okay. And after playing at Kansas City and uh, Great American Ballpark for the Reds, which are two it. of the biggest outfields in baseball. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we'll take it nonetheless. We just need to play the Tigers, and then it'll really be it. Um, you want to get in? Well, you want to jump into the Red Series here, the little yeah, two game thing. Let's go into All it, right. buddy. So game one um, is was Bieber versus Molly uh, or Mayo, probably Mayo. Maley, I'm an idiot. Maley, M A H L E, and Zach Meisel prior to the game, uh, who does an awesome job for the Athletic and a beat writer, had this cool tweet. He said, "Just a reminder: Tyler Maley opted to sign with the Reds out of high school rather than pitch at UC Santa Barbara. That opened up a spot at uh, UC Santa Barbara Which for a very good pitch. baseball school. For anyone wondering, yeah, it's one of those goaded schools. It's way up there, right? Um." That was a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's way up there, isn't it? Yeah. So that opened up a spot for the walk-on named Shane Bieber. And then, obviously, they're facing each other. So just kind of fun. And also fun reminder that, obviously, uh, Bieber did that. <laughs> did a walk-on. And, yeah, he's an ace now. So can't keep the greats down. So Guardians come into Tuesday's game trying to keep the good times rolling. Uh, after taking the last two games of the Royal season opening series, they split that series on the road. It was four games. Um, and we send our ace out to try and make it three in a row for us. Bieber absolutely dealt through five before just running out of gas. The offense picks up the pieces, though, and yet another blowout as the Guardians win their third in a row. Quick box score, Cleveland 10 runs on 10 hits, no errors. Cincinnati, five runs on five hits with one error. And some scoring highlights, top of the third, Stephen Kwan, sack fly, scores Oscar Mercado. Guardians take an early one nothing lead. Still the top of the third, Jose Ramirez, two-run triple, scores Jimenez and Straw, extends the Guardians' lead 3-0. Top of the fourth, Andres Jimenez, RBI triple, that was a laser, I remember it, scored Miller, and the Guardians uh, now up 4-0. Bottom is, of the sixth. This is the game where Bieber had a no-hit, or like a no-hitter to the fifth, yeah. right? Yeah, through the fifth, I believe, or to the fifth, excuse me, so through four. Um Bottom of the uh, sixth, excuse me, Jonathan India, two-run double, uh, gets the Reds on the board, but they still trail four to two. Still the bottom of the sixth, Tyler Naquin hits his first home run of the year, a two-run bomb. Usually we reserve bomb, nuke, all the fun terms for only Guardians home runs, but this was an absolute nuke off like the batter's eye in dead center. And, and just like that, I Reds think that's only like four Tyler days. Naquin's sixth home run of his career. No, he had a great year last year before he got hurt. He was torching. Yeah, go look. It's nuts. He had a hell of a start last year. Yeah, but here's um, the so thing. The Reds, he's not a power bat. No, not at all. I'm just saying. Uh, the Reds tied up at four apiece. Top of the ninth, Andres Jimenez, two-run bomb to dead center. That's his first of the year. Guardians now lead at six to four. Have a day, kid. Still the top of the ninth. Jose Ramirez hits a grand slam his second home run of the year and oh, yeah, the guardians right. blow it open 10 to 4 bottom of the ninth sam henches throws a wild pitch i call that the henches special that allows tyler naquin to score but it's not enough the guardians win the, uh, game one 10 to 5 and make it three in a row now you're, str- you're struggling what's going on here uh, well, I looked at Tyler Naquin's stats. You're right. I don't know where I thought Yeah, did he hit like 20 home runs or something last year? Or Maybe. 19? I'm but not anyway, looking at that. Ahead. But they have like a bio on the MLB app, right, for, for these players. And one of the things that they have on there is nickname. 
Okay. Guess what Tyler Naquin's nickname is? It's going to be something stupid. The nicknames on Baseball Reference and MLB are always like the most ridiculous things that mean absolutely nothing, and nobody calls them that. But what is it? Lay it on me. Billy. Why? <laughs> nope. Whatever. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? The, it, the, what? It kind of gave me a fucking aneurysm for a second. But uh, so let's go ahead and get to these game highlights. Uh, not a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, it's just a fucking offensive onslaught. Um, uh, the, but the one thing I do want to talk about is in the bottom of the eighth, Stephen Kwan capitalizes on a base running error by Kyle Farmer. I think that's the, yeah, that's the right thing. I was like, it sounded wrong. But uh, capitalized on base run, running error by Kyle Farmer to get a double play from the outfield. Uh, and Owen Miller had a great scoop to finish off the play at first in this one. Uh, it was just like yeah, a very kind of deked him. Like it wasn't quite a deke. He just kind of like timed it up just right. And then I, I guess Kyle Farmer misread it on the base paths going from first to second. And he caught him like halfway between. Well, Kyle Farmer why. got all the way to second, slid into second. It was like, oh, shit. And like, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I guess that's true. Otherwise, Quan couldn't have sniped him. But yeah, then Quan just fired it in with a rocket. Everyone wondered if he had the arm to potentially play right field and. Just one play, but looked good, man. Yeah. And like you said, Owen, with a great scoop. Just a clean baseball play that you're like, it is. damn. It was a sexy, sexy play. Um, this isn't a Tyler Nakewood pod, but my brain remembers weird things. He did. He had 19 home runs last year and 24 doubles, 70 RBIs, and an 810 OPS. So that's what happens. When I don't know where. I, I don't know. I thought I heard that on the broadcast, and I just took the broadcaster's word for it, which is dumb. Yeah. Nah, you're good. So talking about Bieber here, final line for him, five and a third, two hits, three earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts, no decision. So maybe he did hey, go hitless through five. Yeah, he had a no-hitter uh yeah, through five, and he had two walks. So yeah. I mean, what more can you want? He just ran out of gas and to start the sixth. He got a strikeout, so that's where you know he did get in that out, but then he walked a batter, gave up back to back doubles, and then got pulled with the score four to two. Then Anthony Goes comes in, gives up a two-run nuke to Naquin, like we said. So Bieber gets tagged for three earned runs. Hey, that's how earned runs work. You put them on, you know, you're responsible for them. But it's just tough, and it's one of those things where, like, you look at if you didn't watch the game, and the result is the result. Three earned runs, five and a third innings, which is not terrible at all. But he's still getting stretched out. He's still warming up after the shortened, you know, spring training. And he just absolutely got gassed. Otherwise, you know, if he gets pulled after five, he has a no hitter with two walks and we're like, holy shit. All right. You know what I mean? It's just two of the runs again were inherited and then given up by, or I'm sorry, one of them, you know, by Anthony goes, but you know, it, it is what it is. He's still our ace. I mean, you can't want for much more. I mean, yeah. it's, we still won. It is what it is. So the bullpen then, because at least Bieber gives you five and a third. Um, so the bullpen has to give you three and two thirds and they give up three hits, two earned runs, no walks and three strikeouts. So not, not too shabby. I mean, you don't love the two earned runs in a closer game, but um, decent amount of the length of the game there. And uh, yeah, pretty decent stats. Talked about Anthony ghost coming in, getting the final two outs in the sixth, but giving up that two run home run. Then Anthony Castro comes in, pitches a clean seventh to keep the game tied. Then Trevor Stefan. Uh, do we say Stefan or Stefan? Stefan, right? Yeah. Trevor Stefan. Stefan. Trevor Stefan. I don't know why I'm struggling. Ends up getting the win. Uh, he pitches a scoreless eighth, gives up one hit, 
and he looked sharp. Um, and it really looks like, I think at this point he's made two appearances in the season and it looks like he's going to be that high leverage guy kind of moving forward. He just looks poised and the stuff plays. Um, and then Henches comes in, God bless him to get the last three outs of the game. He gives up a hit. Then he throws two wild pitches in one inning. Again, the Sam Hench is special, but he only gives up one run somehow. Didn't matter. We won by five. But, I mean, if you remember last year, it kind of unlocked a core memory. Yeah. That like, oh, yeah, that's right. Sam Hench has had like four wild pitches a game. Go look at his baseball savant page. Tweeted out about it before at 216 Baseball Pod. There is nothing about him redeeming. Not the, the body of work. Not his analytical profile, it's all blue. I mean, like there's nothing to this guy. I, and he's got one option left and he'll be, he'll be down there soon, but it is what it is. Um, and then before you get into the offensive thing, I wanted to announce one small change. Okay. Cause we've been doing it since we started the podcast. Yeah. We used to do cumulative left on base. Okay. So you'd hear us throw out these wild numbers, like 20 sometimes, which God bless us, the guardians. So that left on base, I don't think a lot of people usually use that when they talk about the team, so we don't want to be confusing. That was assuming, like, say you left the bases loaded in an inning, okay? And say you had bases loaded, nobody out. And all three batters come out, come up and strike out, okay? Or, or whatever, they get out. No run score. That would count in a cumulative way how we used to tally it. As nine runners or nine um, people left on base. It's like you had three people on three different times. So it adds up that way. That's not how most people use left on base. They usually do what's called team left on base. And that's the more traditional like, okay, in this game, for example, not to steal your thunder, we had five. Meaning like, regardless of how many batters came up and had chances, there were five dudes we left stranded total. Does that make sense? So. I just think that's better, you know, and I think more people talk about it that way. And I think it'll, uh, yeah. So anyway, this is all you. I'll shut up now. I, just I like to, the uh, exaggerated numbers. Well, we can do both then. It's, uh, this no, is you. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. Uh, okay. No, I do think this is better. Uh, so in this one, um, for the offensive stats, uh, eight strikeouts versus five walks, which is not bad. Uh, five walks is a, a, a lot to have in one game. Um and then we left five runners on base, which is uh, pretty fucking good. Like I said, it was a very heavy offensive game in this one. Um, ten hits, seven of them, seven of them were for extra bases. Uh, just absolutely mashing today. Uh, we went four for ten with runners in scoring position, a four hundred average, obviously, uh, which can't ask for much more than that. Um, but a lot of home runs, triples. Uh, Jimenez is, yeah, Jimenez had a two run shot. Jose had a grand slam, uh, which there's six of the 10 runs that we had. Uh, and then Jimenez had a triple Jose had a triple. Uh, so out of between two of them, they drove in nine of the 10 runs that we had. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, everyone except Framil, Mercado and Hedges all had a hit in this game, which, can't ask more than that. Uh, we did get fucking mowed down by their catcher a little bit, trying to steal some bags. Uh, he threw out Quan, uh, Jose, and Ahmed trying to steal uh, second, uh, but he wasn't good enough to get our boy Miles Straw, who's fast as fuck. Yeah, fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> uh, 
him on the bases. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it before, but like the NFL mic'd up. Blue, blue, get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> this shit is so dumb. Um. So, yeah, I mean, uh, not a lot to complain about here. Uh, Sarah Lang's. Uh, tweeted out that Stephen Kwan had now at that point, so after game one of on Tuesday of the Red Series, had now reached base 18 times in his first five MLB games. The most times on base in a player's first five career games since at least 1901. So literally history, okay? And then John Sable uh, tweeted out, I believe he is a uh, reporter for one of the Cleveland news stations. He was keeping a good up-to-date on uh, some of Quan's stats through five games. Quan was ten for fourteen with a six sixty seven average, a seven fifty OBP. He'd scored seven runs. He'd walked seven times. <laughs> he had four RBIs, two doubles, a triple, a hit by pitch, and at that time he had seen one hundred and fifteen pitches without a swing and a miss. And his last strikeout came on September 26th of 2021, which was 76 plate appearances ago. And at that time was counting. Holy hell. Holy. I mean, come on. We all had a little panic, though, during this game. We thought he swung and missed finally. And we're all like, ah, it's over. It was a check swing. And he did go around. But technically for for the record books and the, you know, the stat keeping, the ump didn't call it on the check swing. He called it a straight up strike. So it did not count <laughs> as, as a swing and a miss. And then my final thing, I love this. Okay. There was a quote from a uh, Fox, FoxSports.com, an article uh, called how Cleveland Stephen Kwan became the star of MLB opening weekend. And there's a quote in this that Stephen Kwan said, he said, and I quote, I remember when I was younger, every time I struck out, I would want to cry. So I think I just told myself, I don't like to cry, so I just won't strike out. That is the most baller fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. I tweeted it out. That's some like Michael Jordan, and I took that personally energy. Like, if that doesn't give you chills, you might want to like check your heartbeat. Like, I don't know that you're, I mean, I just decided I just won't strike out. Yeah. The only other way to do it is be like, I just don't like losing, so I don't lose. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just refuse to do that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> here at Globo Gym, most, we're better than you, and we know it. Isn't that the most baller yeah. shit you've ever? That is some assassin stuff. So that's game one. Good vibes. Uh, game two is T Mac versus Lodolo. It's Guardians his first coming to Wednesday. Start. Yeah, true. After the piggyback in the Royals thing, Guardians coming to Wednesday's game, hoping to get a game in. Uh, the weather did not look favorable. It was raining in Cincinnati at game time. And it was projected to rain on and off all day. Luckily, we got the game in. Uh, start time was delayed from 1235 uh, Eastern to first pitch was at 118 Eastern. Uh, Guardians look to keep the good times rolling. They've won three in a row at this point, all on the road, and look to make it four in a row. And guess what? They do with another strong offensive showing and a lights-out performance from T-Mac. Quick box score, Cleveland seven runs on 13 hits, no errors. Cincinnati three runs on seven hits and no errors. Scoring highlights, top of the second, Stephen Kwan draws a bases-loaded walk to score Ernie Clement. That's some king shit. Guardians take an early one nothing lead. Still the top of the second, Jose gets hit by pitch with the bases loaded. That's going to bring Hedges home. Guardians now extend the lead to 2-0. Top of the third, Owen Miller solo shot, his first of the year. 
Guardians now lead at 3-0. Top of the fourth, Jose hits a two-run blast. That's his third of the year. Guardians blow it wide open, 5-0 lead. Top of the fifth, Oscar Mercado gets in on the home run party. He hits a solo shot. That's his third of the year and extends the Guardians lead to 6-0. Bottom of the fifth, Jake Fraley hits a solo shot. His first of the year, Reds get on the board, but it's 5-1, you know, pound salt. Uh, Top of the eighth, Owen Miller hits his second solo shot of the game, which is also his second of the year. Guardians now lead it 7-1. Excuse me, 6-1. 7-1. Did I mess this up again? Yeah, 7-1, excuse me. Um, And... You know what? Here's how I messed it up. The Reds got on the board. I said they trailed 5-1. to one. They trailed 6-1. to one. Owen Miller, 7-1. Bottom of the eighth, Tyler Stevenson sends a two-run shot to right center field. That's his second of the year. Reds Tech on two more, making it 7-3. Not enough. Guardians win their fourth in a row on the road. We sweep the little two-game series in Cincinnati. And the Ohio Cup stays in Cleveland where it belongs because we were already the holders of it and the tie would go back. So Ohio Cup's not going anywhere. Yeah, you love to see it. Fuck Cincinnati, not really. True, I do. I do like some of their players a lot, but Cleveland's better. Um, True, I don't make the rules. Uh, some game highlights in this one. Uh, again, another very heavy offensive game. A lot of fucking home runs. Long ball rule, ruled in this one. Um, but the only game highlight I have is that in the bottom of the second, there was a great relay play. From Miles Straw to Ahmed to Hedges uh, to cut a man off at the dish, uh, which is like a very good fundamental baseball play that is it was like super sexy. Um, like Miles Straw had a had a great read on it, made a great throw to Ahmed, and then Ahmed finally made a fucking play and and threw the ball on a on a fucking dot to Hedges to to cut him off at home. So that's a very clean, sexy play. Yeah. See, we can be objective. We can call things out. Let's this is a, this was a, a a baseball fans play, if that makes sense. Like it yeah. it wasn't like super flashy, nothing nothing like super crazy happened. It was just super clean, super fundamental. It's like watching a very good pick and roll in, in basketball. Yeah, it's just like exactly how it should go. Yeah. So McKenzie uh, gives you four innings of three hit, no run ball, no walks, huge for him, and six strikeouts. He gets a no decision. Obviously, he doesn't factor into the win, only pitching four innings. Uh, he was dealing. I mean, great yeah, follow-up. Yeah, he shoved to his in this pig- one. Yeah, great follow-up to his piggyback start that fell apart when Tito left him in too long in Kansas City. Uh, he gives you four innings, like I said, three hits and no walks. Again, the no walks, huge for him. And if he keeps us up all year, I mean, we're going to win a handful more games than we expected because he can be that much of a difference maker. Yeah. Someone that you're like, oh, what do we really got here? Uh, but if he plays like the number two or three in a rotation like he can be, I mean, it's it's going to be a problem for people and he can take a big step forward. Love to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the bullpen then has to give you five innings, uh, which is fine. You know, McKenzie's just getting stretched out. By the way, he threw 67 pitches. 50 of them were for strikes. That will tell you that you're having a good outing. Holy crap, man. 50 strikes against 67 yeah. total pitches. Just lighten the zone up. Good things happen when you do that. So the bullpen, five innings. Uh, they give up four hits, three earned runs, no walks. 
and six strikeouts. So if you kind of think about it on like if a starter gave you that decent, you know, not great, but can't complain. Um, it's a piggyback one, likely by design with Eli Morgan coming in after T-Mac. Eli gives you three innings of one hit, one run ball, strikes out four. So I think their plan you. is just to make Eli Morgan a, a long reliever. Yeah, I, I mean, me too, unless someone gets injured, knock on wood, yeah. you know, God forbid. But, I mean, he's perfect for that because, he, as we've seen, his velocity, we talked about it last episode, it's still up. He's It's it's legit. So maybe coming out of the pen, he can get that fastball from like 91 to like 93, 94. And that makes a big difference when yeah. you're a changeup guy. That, that spread of speed, you know, the difference between off speed and your fastball can be way more deceptive. And, I mean, he struck out four. And I don't remember off the top of my head, but I don't feel like he was a... I mean, I know for a fact he wasn't a huge strikeout guy, so four strikeouts, three innings, that's not lighting it up, but, like, that's striking some dudes out, and I think, you know, it shows... I mean, four strikeouts and three innings, pretty fucking good. Yeah, I mean, that's still... You're striking some dudes out. You're striking out a third of the batters you faced. Yeah, exactly. Um, No. So, good... More than a third. Correct. Nine, so little over... uh, Just under... 50 percent so four out of i mean still it's a lot i mean if you pitched a complete game it would be 12 strikeouts just you know nine strikeouts per or 12 strikeouts per nine anyway um yeah he got burnt by a long ball which is where the earned run came that's but, baseball uh, he missed his location and you'll take three innings of long relief with one run all day no walks i mean he gets the win not going to say much else uh, Sandlin comes in for the eighth, six-run lead to protect. He gives up two runs on two hits. He gets burnt by the long ball uh, in this one. Uh, didn't look great, and he struggles a little more moving forward. Classe uh, comes in for the ninth in a non-safe situation just to get some work in, sharpen things up. After a few bad outings you know, to start the year, he gives up one hit, but he strikes out two. Looked much better. He's going to get in a rhythm. We're obviously not worried about it. It's Classe and... That's uh, that's showbiz. Baby. The same thing that happened. Same thing that happened last year. I think we talked about last episode. He started slow up last year and then went. I don't think we z- did talk about it, but I thought that off the top of my head. So you're kind of with me. Like, didn't he start out last year? Yeah. Well, like, I remember. Struggled? I remember we talked about it because we talked about how him and Karen check kind of bounced back and forth between good and bad. Because at the beginning of the year, Karen check was playing out of his goddamn gourd and. uh Class A kind of struggled a little bit, and then when Class A started ramping back up, that's when Karen Check fell off. I know we talked about that either last episode or the episode before, but yeah, Class A did start off the year last year and then balled the fuck out uh, and had that ungodly month. Uh, so he'll get there. We're not worried about it. Uh, but offensively, uh, 10 strikeouts to four walks, which isn't great, but I don't hate it. Uh, a lot of strikeouts, but there was also a lot of at bats in this one. So, I mean, we we had forty at bats, so not not terrible. Um, Clement had three of our strikeouts. Franmil, Ahmed, Mercado each striking out twice. Uh, we left twelve runners on base, which is awful, uh, but we scored seven runs and again forty at bats. Not 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 awful, but uh, so it's kind of hard to to. Put a good comparison there. Uh, 13 hits, uh, six of them were for extra bases, which can't complain about an almost 500 clip of uh, extra base hits when you have 13 hits. Uh, we 
like I said earlier, long ball reigned in this one. Uh, Straw had a day going four for five with a walk, a run scored, his fourth stolen bag of the year, uh, got on base five times. Quan uh, goes hitless for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, yeah. He did draw a base loaded walk in the second to get an RBI. Jose continues to be J-Ram. Uh, he went three for four with three RBIs, had a double and a, a two-run home run. Owen Miller fucking is playing out of his fucking mind. He goes three for five with two home runs. Uh, Mercado hits another one. Uh, he has three this year already. He also had a double. Um, Fran Mill continues to struggle. He, he's looking off balance a little bit. He goes 0 for 5 with two strikeouts. And to this point, Hedges still has not gotten a hit, but he did draw two walks in this one, which I like to see. It means he's still seeing the ball. He just can't hit the ball. Yeah. And two walks from your catcher. I mean, this is where OBP is a thing. You know, like if your catcher has a, a and he doesn't, but if your catcher can at least have a decent OBP, it's kind of like that new, not newer wave, but if you're on base, do you really expect much from your catcher? Not really. Um, so get on base and yeah, we'll see. I truly so, think some, that I don't, I don't know why. And I don't know why I think this, but I think that Hedges is going to turn it around of like here soon. I think that he's going to, for some reason, and I could be smoking rocks. I think that he's going to lock are, in. But I love it for you. I love it for you. I know how much you want it, and we need it, so I'm rooting for him. Um, one highlight from this uh, was cool. Bali Sports Cleveland tweeted out that uh, after this game where Jose had, what, three RBIs? Uh, Jose uh, now has the Guardians franchise record for the most RBIs in the first six games of a season. He has 14 the second most was Paul Sorrento in 1995. I've never heard of that guy in my life. I'm sorry. I was born a year after this, you know, or a year before this. Um, but, uh, you know, I still know those teams a little bit. Obviously, the the Indians of the 90s were, uh, you know, unstoppable, except for, you know, World Series pain. Uh, but 13. I was uh, say, they him. were definitely stoppable. Yeah. Uh, Hal <laughs> Trotsky, which is the most 1936 baseball name I ever heard, had 12. And then Omar Vizquel had 12 uh, to start the season in 2000. So just another thing to show you, Jose, man, yeah. he's just going to keep knocking these downs. What do you expect? Um, and yeah, that's that's basically that. Yeah, uh, like it's hard to see Jose slowing down anytime soon again. And he's just. I think he's just playing with that swagger that we see him play with. Just, but it's it's turned up to eleven this time for some reason. I it, it might be the extension. Got that money. Uh, yeah, it's. I, I think it's the extension, or, or it could be uh, something else. I don't know. But he's 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 playing like he's got grapefruits for nuts right now. <laughs> More than usual. Usually yeah. they're just like I don't know what would be like large like, oranges. Jump. But yeah, like now they're like or- now they're like above average grapefruits, <laughs> which Same. normally if that's the case, I go see a doctor because there might be something wrong. But swollen In testicles are, are are bad and and seek out help from a doctor. But this is a good thing. Yeah, it is. So. Um, and then we already talked about Zach Meisel just said that for the eighth consecutive year, Cleveland will possess the vaunted, distinguished, sacred Ohio Cup. And this is what the sport's all about. <laughs> Couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. Living rent-free in, in Cincinnati fans' heads. 
And uh, with that being said, for the first time, we're going to go ahead and uh, take a break so we can go ahead and uh, hear from our sponsor for this episode. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help. Everyone goes through tough times. Everyone has stuff they're dealing with. We've preached about the importance of mental health several times before as it relates to athletes, our listeners, and even ourselves. Paul and I are no strangers, and I know I'm certainly not. In the summer of 2020, I started having a little bit of depression and anxiety issues for the first time in my life. But I took the leap, I reached out to a therapist, and got the help that I needed. And man, I'm glad that I did. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. BetterHelp's network includes a broad range of expertise from their more than 20,000 therapists, which gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Finding the right therapist is one of the most important parts in making sure you get the help that you need. It's going to be easy, guys. You just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. It's that quick. Then, you're going to schedule a secure video and phone session. Even better, you can exchange unlimited messages with your therapist, and everything you share is completely confidential. BetterHelp knows that it's scary to reach out and take that first step for your mental health, so they make it as easy as possible for you. You can request a new therapist at any time at no additional charge, which is a game changer, helping you find the right therapist for your needs. So, go ahead and join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And you know Paul and I were going to hook you up. BetterHelp was kind enough to create a special offer for 216 Baseball listeners. We're going to get you 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash 216 Baseball. Again, that's BetterHelp.com slash the numbers 216 Baseball. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. And now, back to the show. All right, and uh, we're back. So, Alex, you want to go ahead and get into the uh, game recap for the first series against San Francisco? So we can start. Let's get through these ones quick because I don't want to feel sad that long. Yeah, I know. We'll we'll go through it. Uh, so game one, Plesak versus Carlos Rodon. Jackie Robinson Day, want to shout that out. Um, Home opener. The- yeah home opener progressive field absolute chills our team scoring an ungodly amount of runs and what how many 27 how many runs did they score in four games 27 a lot Forty-four, and then what 10 so 44 runs or some bullshit like that in like four games that seems a little heavy but that feels right um tom hanks for some fucking reasons throwing out the first pitch and he brought out Which Wilson. prior to yeah prior to him reading the uh, name change announcement video and him throwing this out had no idea he was a lifelong Cleveland. If you knew that, God bless you. Is he, was he, uh, did we finally that. find that out that he's been a lifelong Cleveland yeah, baseball fan? Yeah, he has. I guess I don't know, but obviously he's a legend. And but more important, that's crazy. You know, I did not. I, and apparently Tom Hanks reached out to the team to do the. Uh, which, I don't know. Come on, <laughs> I don't man. know if that actually happened. I know. Come on. Give me something to believe in. <laughs> but Jackie Robinson Day, you know, uh, it's just important, obviously, for what he did, uh, what he went through. Obviously, we'll never know. Um, and, and obviously, our situation, um, 
as two white guys, but just recognizing what he did, breaking the color barrier in baseball, being a hell of a baller. Not that that matters, but yeah. dude could ball on top of it. So awesome that we honor him. Um, and I would just say, I think baseball also needs to, outside of Cleveland, honor Larry Doby, who uh, was another incredible player, obviously for Cleveland, who uh, went through the same things. And there's been a lot of buzz about that, and trying to trying to get a Larry Doby day across baseball. But yeah. Jackie Robinson Day, so every team, regardless of color scheme, wore a blue 42 as their number. Chills. For the 75th um, it, anniversary of it. Yep, and the league's better off, obviously, and uh, the world's better off to have the best competition. And doesn't matter what color your skin is, what your sexual orientation is, people and, are people. Uh, and Tom Hanks actually to threw to Larry Doby Jr., Larry Doby's son, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Chills. You can see the goose pimples on my arms. Yeah. All right, so with that out of the way, Guardians coming to Every Friday's game. Every time you fucking after- say goose pimples i feel like you're throwing shade at me and i want to fight you i'm not throwing shade but it's funny when you said it like legitimately last year in one of the random episodes and i just i don't know it just makes me smile so guardians come into friday's game after a day off on thursday ready to try and make it five in a row against a giants team that won 107 games last year this weekend series uh, was poised to be the true test of how good our team really is. After an offensive explosion the last four games against bottom-tier teams, they face one of the best teams in baseball and one of the best pitchers in baseball, Carlos Rodon. As we all hate to remember, Rodon threw the toe hitter, uh, uh, as it was called, against us last year when he was with the White Sox. And had it not been for that hit-by-pitch, I think he hit Perez in the toe, um, he would have had a perfect game against us. And he did complete the no-hitter. So the yeah. Guardians were tested in the home opener. It was the same Rodon. Uh, just a new team, a new year. He absolutely ate us alive. The Guardians still put up a respectable game, but we dropped the home and series opener and snapped the four-game win streak. Quick uh, box score here. San Francisco, four runs on eight hits, no errors. Cleveland, one run on three hits and one error. Scoring highlights are tight. Top of the second, Brandon Crawford, solo shot, nuke to right field. And again, usually reserve those fun terms for Guardians only, but you got to call it out when it happens. Crawford's in a nuke to right field, about 25, 30 rows. Uh, that was his first of the year. Giants take an early one nothing lead. Then it's quiet all the way to the top of the sixth. Jock Peterson hits a solo shot. That's his second home run of the year. Giants extend their lead 2-0. Of course, it's Jock Peterson, obviously, rumored, and people were asking for him and all that, and then obviously goes to the Giants, and of course, he torches us. Uh, Bottom of the seventh, though, Owen Miller sack fly, scores Jose. Guardians get on the board, but still trail at 2-1, so we got ourselves a ball game. Top of the eighth, though, Joey Bart, two-run home run. Giants extend their lead 4-2. And uh, that's four to one, excuse me. And that's how it stays as the Guardians bats stay quiet and we drop game one. Sad. Yeah. Um, And uh, not really anything to talk about here. Game highlight was or game highlight wise. uh, Carlos Rodon still owns our franchise. And. uh, Yeah, it's just a lot of pain, a lot of sadness. Yeah, I mean, he just. He torched us again. He's a crazy pitcher because he does what starting pitchers should do to last longer games. Instead of coming out and just emptying the tank until you run out, he lets his velocity build throughout the game. And so, like, he was sitting like 95, 96, 97 on the fastball. And then in the last part of his outing, uh, like, he went seven innings, by the way. Seven innings, two hits, 
one earned run, two walks, nine strikeouts. So dicked. Yeah. Uh, but there in like the seventh inning, he was touching like 99. Like he was letting it fly and just not, not fun. Um, but yeah, he owns us. So Zach Plesak gives you rent free. Yeah. hundred percent. Zach Plesak gives you five and a third innings of seven hit, two earned run, one walk, four strikeout ball. Uh, he gets no decision. All in all, respectable outing from Plesak. You can't ever be mad when your starter gives you five and a third of two innings. I mean, or a two run ball, obviously. Um, I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. Some of this outcome felt like luck. He was getting crushed. We saw more warning track fly balls in this outing than I think we saw all year up to this point. Exit velocities were going around Guardian's Twitter as well uh, from Baseball Savant. And the Giants hitters were just getting unlucky because they were smoking balls. Like they were just, you know, uh, fly out after fly out to the warning track and just barely. Yeah, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, when multiple are like 105 exit velocity with like an 800 expected batting average, it, it just happened to be one foot from the wall and straw catches it. It's like, oh, man, you're dancing with the devil. Um, but the box score is strong. It was against one of the best teams in baseball. Let's keep that in mind. He's still getting warmed up for the year. We can pick it apart all day or just be happy with the end result. Yeah, he's got to keep he's. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get so stat-oriented that it's like... he could, Especially I mean, after the he, year he, he had balled. last year where he kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. Oh, he definitely did. He needs to keep the home runs down. It's always been a problem for him. It's his kryptonite. But he gave us a strong chance to win here. Not the prettiest thing, you know, eight base runners um, against five and a third innings. But, you know, two earned runs. So you gave your team a chance to win. Uh, so the bullpen then is responsible for three and two-third innings. Uh, they go three and two-thirds of one hit, two run. None of those are earned, though, and we're going to talk about that. Uh, three walk, five strikeout ball. Uh, Trevor Steffen stays perfect through the year, uh, coming on to get the final two outs of the sixth after Plesak gets pulled. Uh, I mean, he's the real deal. Uh, he looks poised to be our seventh inning guy, maybe, uh, especially if Karen Check when he comes back, if... You know, we lost yeah, all confidence I mean, in him. You can't help. He's going to have to ask it. for too much more being perfect. No. You know what I mean? And even even when Karen check comes back, he's got to earn it because, I mean, he just blew yeah. up last year. And if, you know, Trevor Steffen is staying like this, I mean, this I think the seventh inning is his. I mean, he's he's that dude. He could even be our eighth inning guy, depending yeah. on how things go. His stuff, he gets up upper 90s. Um, and yeah, good. Love to see it. Anthony goes, comes in for three batters in the seventh. He gets two outs. He walks one and strikes out two. So solid, solid outing. Brian Shaw gets the final out of the seventh following goes. Uh, Shaw walks one, strikes out one and gets out of the inning. God, God help us. Anthony Castro comes in three batters in the eighth. He gets two outs, but he gives up two run, a two run homer. Both runs are unearned. Um, and he strikes out one. I think Jose uh, threw a ball away. It was really weird. It's very unjose like, but I think that's why it was unearned. Jose, uh, routine play, just missed by like two feet, two or three feet. It was, it was weird. Um, oh no, this is the one but, where he was running in. I, that's why I didn't put it in there because I didn't think it was a throw. It was a hard ass play to make. Uh, he was running in on, on a ball, tried to make a throw, like leaning to the leaned into the right a little bit and it was going to be a bang bang play anyway yeah but it was it was something to where i was like that 
like, yeah, I guess you could call it a throwing error, but is are you sure it was that bang bang? I thought it was like a pretty normal well, throw, and he just airmailed it. Are you sure? I, I'm I'm pretty sure I remember it being like a a, a slow roller towards third that he had I to charge. That was a pretty ru- routine, like not ru- routine routine, but not like a bare hand throw. I'm almost positive, but regardless, uh, Anthony Castro unearned, but you know it's a little bit of a theme. It's going to become. He, you know, two run home run, uh, strikes out one. Sam Henches comes in, gets the final out of the eighth inning, um, and that one's clean. No wild pitch, so that's a win. And then Connor Pilkington comes in, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. Funny situation. He makes his major league debut in the ninth inning, walks one and strikes out one. So love to see it, especially getting some success there. Um, And then talk to me about this offense. Yeah, so uh, not a lot of offense to talk about with, in this one with only three hits, but um, yeah, t- ten strikeouts and two walks, which is fucking atrocious. We have four runners on base, uh, but you have to remember we only had three hits, so yeah. Um, yeah, we only had five people on base the entire game. Three hits, one of them was for extra bases. Um, th- like, yeah, that's a, a, a third of your hits were extra base hits, but. You had three. Um, Quan goes hitless again, 0 for 3 with a strikeout, which was the first time he struck out in a while, I feel like, right? Uh, Yeah, that might be the first time he... Or did he strike out finally in the game before? I think he did. Um, Yeah, Quan finally struck out in the game before. Okay, but uh, Jose stays hot. Uh, He had a double. Uh, Framel finally got a hit. He singled. Owen Miller... Uh, hits a double in this one. So two extra base hits, uh, not just one. Um, no, just one. Just one double for him. No, no, no. I'm saying that we had two extra base hits, the team. Oh, yeah. I, God, Alex, you idiot. <laughs> See, this is why I... Fucking idiot, man. Yeah. Look, so I'm gonna start putting Once it I'm out right on. I, I might look. I might look through Fiverr or or or. Uh, I might be looking for a new co-host. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Indeed, yeah. The new best friend for <laughs> Cleveland baseball. Uh, yeah the the seven eight nine one two hitters um go zero for fifteen with uh one walk. Not how you you wanna you want to play a baseball game uh yeah, even and the wraparound not just the bottom third of your lineup and then it wraps around to the one yeah and oh for 15 with one walk hopefully we never have to fake carlos face carlos rodon ever again in our entire lives because he's our daddy i think yeah, he, i think we have to call him daddy now yeah we do uh daddy rodon put some respect on his name yeah <sighs> Yeah, just not. We have to we, like calling we him still, daddy too. Like it, it's one yeah. of those weird red room type oh, deals. We're his, we're his bitch. Yeah, 100%. like he pours hot wax on us and we wear a ball oh. gag. Oh, <laughs> okay. So BDSM, uh, BDSM, uh, Rodon. Rodon. All yeah. right, well, that's enough of that thought, <laughs> thought train. We're going to move on from that. So game two is Cal Quantrill versus uh, Desclafani. Guardians come into Saturday Great name, game. by the way. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. I'm a comment on that. Uh, into Saturday evening's game, trying to get back in the win column after getting absolutely torched by 
Carlos Daddy Rodon. Uh, I had to do that on the fly, but I'm a professional. In Friday's yeah, home opener. I mean, you don't know how to write, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> we send Cal Big Daddy Dick Quantrill, which that's from last year, uh, in case anybody wondered, and we will continue to call him that, uh, to the mound to try and get it done against the most Italian man to ever pitch in the big leagues, Anthony Destofani. Like, come on. Ah, mamma mia, let's go. Um, unfortunately, poor defense. I, I lived in bats. Italy for three years, and that's the most Italian name I've ever heard. <laughs> yes. Other than Betty Spaghetti, I don't think it gets more Italian Anthony DiScafani. I love it. Um, wow. Unfortunately, poor defense and quiet bats do not lead to success. Fun fact, in case anybody wondered. And the Guardians drop game two. Uh, box score real quick. San Francisco, four runs on five hits and no errors. Cleveland, two runs on eight hits and no errors. So we had some chances here. Quick scoring highlights, bottom of the first. Jose Ramirez hits a sack fly, scoring Miles Straw, and the Guardians jump out to an early one. And I want to comment on this real fast. Okay. Just because it's going to be something that doesn't get noted because people are just going to see it as a sack fly, right? At this at-bat, Jose doesn't even take a step, like a stride in his and in, in his swing. So he knew, like, okay, I just need to get this runner in. Let me put this ball in play. Let me time this up. Let me just get it in the air somewhere deep. And doesn't even take a stride. Just is this this is all hands and all like core strength where he just muscles this ball. And so that's funny. I did not catch that. But if I remember correctly, and I'm almost positive I because I watched all these, he sent this to like deeper, not not warning track, but like not just shout. I mean, obviously, so be a sack if you, fly, if you but watch I mean, he it, sent it out there. Yeah, he loads up and his, his front toe barely comes off the ground, maybe like a quarter of an inch and then goes straight back down. It doesn't go forward at all. It just goes straight up, straight down, and it only lifts at like a quarter of an inch. And it's something that like when they replayed his swing, I caught it, and he just muscles this ball out of there. Mm-hmm. Love it. Hey, Quincy said fastest wrists he's ever seen a hitter have, ever. That's it. So. I wouldn't say that. I think that there's other people, but. They are fast, man. He can turn on a ball like Yeah, but business. it's also one of the things where – Going back to some of the the big hitters in the in the night, like yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. <sighs> well, swings and fast, but I I haven't no made Ken Gr- like Ken Griffey Jr.'s like watching him turn over on a ball. Like I guess you wouldn't say fast, right? The way his he would his wrist would turn over a ball when he swung, it's like a different type of fast, I guess. But yeah. Either way, Jose King Griffey Jr.'s got the King Griffey Jr.'s got the sweetest swing to ever touch a baseball. Yeah, Mwah. yeah. Uh, so one zero lead, good vibes. Um, you know, because while we lost Friday night, I mean, losing what four to or uh, losing four one four uh, one, you're still in that against a team that could have won the World Series last year. So there's not terrible vibes, even though yeah. a disappointing outcome. So to jump up one nothing's like, okay, yeah, let's go. We're we're the real deal. Let's get back on the hype train after we blew out, you know, two terrible teams and scored a billion runs. Hey, uh, win so games top- that you're supposed to win and be competitive in games you're not supposed to win. Yeah. That's all you absolutely. can ask for. 
Uh, top of the fifth, Brandon Belt, two-run single, gets the Giants on the board, gives them a 2-1 lead. No bueno. Bottom of the fifth, though, Miles Straw, towering double, just barely stays below the left field wall. Owen Miller scores just like that. Guardians tie it right and, back up. At and two Miles Straw, off the bat, uh, Straw thought this was a home run. So because he's – I don't know if he, he just – off the bat, he's like, oh, yeah, this is gone, or if he saw – the outfielder kind of like let up a little bit, but you 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 can see him start hitting his trot rounding first, and then he sees it hit off the wall. He's like, "Oh shit!" and then takes yeah, off. I don't and know. Then slides into second um, safe. He he watched it a little bit for sure, but I don't know. It is it is what it is, and I the way it bounced off the wall. Even if he would have hustled, he's not getting three on this. But I thought it was gone. It was just maybe a little high. That's the only thing I can think of. So, um, bottom. Uh, so top of the eighth though, base is loaded. Wilmer Flores grounds out to second on what should have been a double play ball. Uh, poor defense though results in only one out, and Brandon Belt comes around to score and gives the Giants a three to two lead. We're going to talk about this. Still the top of the eighth, runners at the corners. Nick Sandlin throws a wild pitch. It allows Austin Slater to score, extends the Giants' lead 4-2, to two, and that's all she wrote as the Guardians drop game two. And it felt like we were out of this one. Even though it's 4-2 down the stretch, it felt last night watching it after the terrible defense. It was just like, all right, we deserve to lose whatever. We all kind of just checked out. Even though the box score doesn't look that bad, it was kind of like, fuck this. <laughs> uh, so... A uh, couple game highlights in this one. Uh, top of the first, uh, Jose makes a fucking marathon play on a ball in foul territory. They had a shift on, so he was playing like shortstop uh, and, and fucking runs a quarter mile to uh, make a, a, a catch a ball in foul territory. It wasn't like a crazy catch or anything. He just had to run a ways to get there, and it made me chuckle a little bit seeing his little – Little legs run so fast. Oh, I remember this one because it, it yeah. was it was like one of those little kind of things. But I remember watching in real time. I'm like, damn, homie had to run. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then top of the eighth with bases loaded, a uh, routine ground ball gets hit to Ernie Clement at second base. Uh, he flips it to Ahmed to attempt a double play, and for some reason, uh, this is one of the things we want to talk oh, about. Yeah. Ahmed double double clutches uh, the ball. Uh, for the play at first, we find out that Owen Miller wasn't at the bag. Um, and I, so I, I told you, you yes. This. Yeah, I said. Yeah, I told you yesterday that we, I was going to get into it on the podcast and I, I was going to wait for the episode. Right. And this led to a run. This is we on. We were tied up at two apiece. This would have this double play ball, which it should have been. Would have ended the inning. It would have. It would have. Kept the game tied. Stopped one run from scoring. And then the next batter it was the wild pitch and let in another run so it led to two runs where we would have been out of the inning just to set yep. late. it would have been tie game out this, of the inning. i don't want it to sound like i'm an ahmed hater and i'm putting everything on ahmed this is ahmed's fault even with the bases loaded you're taught to throw the ball to the bag and let your teammate get there after looking at different like angles of it it wasn't like Owen Miller was far from the bag. Owen Miller was playing up like you're supposed to with the bases loaded. Okay. Right? Owen Miller dropped and he was going back towards the bag. If you lead Owen Miller to the bag, throw it at the bag, 
I think Owen Miller gets there and they make the double play. Okay. So Ahmed double clutches it and and we would have if he if he would have just thrown it at the bag, we would have gotten out of the inning because it, it let in that run. And then on top of that, the run after with the wild pitch. So it, he it, technically that's the reason we lost the game. So yeah, it split Twitter in half. So I looked at it and I said, as an Ahmed person that wants to torch him, I thought it was Owen's fault because it looked like Owen broke. It looked like Owen was going to back up somebody and like thought that the ball got through. And and again, he's a young first baseman. It's not his natural position. So he's learning. And so mistakes are going to be made. He was out of position that we can agree on. But I was interested to get your opinion. I don't think he was out of position. He was playing forward on a, on a base. Uh, whenever the bases are loaded, the corners of the infield play in. Yeah, but it, he broke in more. Like on the you like we verified, he broke in more at first. Almost like after the ball got hit, almost like he thought he was going to go back somebody up. So he should have been closer. I get what you're saying about the positioning, but it split Twitter. Like Lamoli was saying, like that's 100 percent on Ahmed. I thought it was Owen Miller's fault because I just saw he was off the bag. But I that's just why you're gonna bring different experience and Lamoli was like getting into it with people saying like I played college yeah, baseball. So you throw I, to an empty yeah. bag there. I played I played baseball internationally. I played for an all navy baseball team. Like I know baseball, right? It's you throw at the bag. You 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 hit the you throw out the bag, you let the ball lead your teammate there, and I think Owen Miller makes that play. Yeah. I love him. So that's where, again, I just, from the way I saw the game, not playing like you did um, and, you know, watching a lot of stuff, it's different. I I thought, why would you maybe throw it away when you should only give up one run there, you know? And why would you chance that? But if you're telling me you pull your teammate to the bag, uh, I'm going to trust you. I don't feel that strongly. And that's why I wanted to get your opinion. So thank you for that. So yeah. it is settled. Gavel. Court is in session. Anyway, we need a better shortstop. Yeah, we do. Uh, so Cal, uh, Cal Quantrill, four and two third innings, two hits, two earned runs, three walks, two strikeouts, no decision. Uh, obviously didn't factor in. All in all, Quantrill had a great outing. Uh, he goes four innings of hitless baseball. Okay, so another no hitter going for a little bit there with two walks before he gets into a jam in the fifth. Um, after a line out to start the inning in the fifth, he gives up a single. A double. He strikes out Joey Bart for the second out. Okay, so okay, he could work out of it. He wike, he walks Mike uh, Yastrzemski to load the bases, and then he gets pulled. So he got up to 91 pitches, and he was just gassed. I mean, 91, they're still getting stretched out. That's the most I think any starter's gone for us yet. He struggled with command a little bit, even though uh, he was, you know, he was sharp till kind of the end where he ran out of gas, but he threw 51 strikes against 91 total pitches. So that's only 56% strikes. Not terrible, but not that great. I was a little surprised when I saw that. Um, and I think I typed some of this stuff about, you know, he's being pretty sharp until, and then I think I went back and added that. Um, so, but he still looked good. He was getting out. The ump for this one, if I remember, was not great. Um, Here's the thing: throwing balls isn't necessarily a bad thing it's either. Just making them they count. could be competitive balls. Yeah. yeah, like and hey, if they're close and they're 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 stretching a batter's eye a little bit and and, and opening up the strike zone, then I don't hate it. Yeah. So like exactly, yeah, you're, you're 
ball to strike ratio, it, it, it kind of tells a tale, but not really at the same time, if that makes sense, because it very well could be like maybe he hit the spot that he wanted to, but he was just trying to get someone to, to, to chase a little bit. It, but it, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So I, I he's still I, from, from watching the game recaps. Uh, oh, he was dealing. I mean, four innings of no hit. Again, ball. I was asleep for a lot of these games because my sleep schedule is all fucker dude. But um, watching the game recaps, he was hitting his spots. So he, he, he came out and balled. Yeah. And I mean, the only thing I would say is obviously with three walks and with that thing, you make it more pitches than you need to. But again, you'll take, he almost went five uh, or, you know, he went four hitless innings and then just kind of ran out of gas. So he'll be a little more efficient. He's still big daddy Dick Quantrill. Nothing changes. So with the, oh, yeah. the bullpen had to make four and a third innings and they gave up three hits, two walks, two earned runs and struck out seven. So striking some guys out. And of all the people Tito could call in to face Brandon Belt, okay, a veteran, solid dude, okay, for the Giants. He's been around a long time. With the bases loaded, he calls in Logan Allen, of all godforsaken people, who, unsurprisingly, gives up a two-run single, which gets credited to Quantrill. Again, you put him on, they're urined runs, you're responsible, but come on, give the man a chance, Tito. Like, Logan Allen is who you put in? Like, put in Sam Hench's next time. It's the same fucking result. It's just, are you going to give up a hit, or are you going to throw a wild pitch? I mean, it's it's six one way, half dozen another. So, he gives that two-run single up. Um, damage is done. Uh, Logan Allen comes out to start the sixth. He walks the leadoff batter, gets a fielder's choice out, and then gets pulled for Trevor Steffen. Uh, Steffen comes in, drops some dick off. Yet again, he's that guy. He finishes up the sixth inning, gives you a perfect seventh as well. So he gives you an inning and two-thirds of perfect relief with three strikeouts. He still has not allowed an earned run. He is that guy. Hide your wife, hide your girlfriend, hide your sister who's of age because Trevor Steffen's coming with a big old dong. Um, Nick Sandlin comes out for the eighth inning and struggles. He gives up a leadoff single to Brandon Belt. He gets a strikeout. He gives up another single. He walks Brandon Crawford. That loads the bases. Then he gives up a run and an RBI ground out. Then he throws a wild pitch to allow another runner to score. He was getting squeezed by the ump a little bit both ways. He got some that went his way, and then when it counted, he wasn't getting the absolute strike calls that he needed. Uh, but he just doesn't get it done. I mean, two runs on two hits, a walk and a wild pitch in one inning, ain't it. Uh, so Nick Sandlin needs to sharpen up. And then Sam Henches comes out to finish the game because why not? Uh, he strikes out the side, but thanks to yet another wild pitch from him, there was a base runner, uh, but nothing nothing comes of it there. So just pick it on him. But this man literally only knows how to throw wild pitches, even with yeah. the best defensive catcher in baseball, arguably, if not one, number two, but I don't know who's number one. So let's just say Hedges is the best. Uh, even with him behind the plate. Oh, uh, no, you know what? Never mind. Lavastita was behind the plate. That explains why. But still, fuck Sam Henches. Yeah. All right, enough of that. Talk to me about the offense. Yeah, so uh, seven strikeouts to three walks in this one, which isn't isn't great, but isn't terrible at the same time. Uh, we left eight runners on base, which is tough. Uh, this we had people on just have to get them over and in. Um, eight hits, three of them were for extra bases, uh, which is pretty good, all things considered. Uh, 
that we went one for 11 with runners in scoring position, which is part of the reason why we lost this game. Uh, you're, you're not going to win if you don't, if you don't score runs. And the easiest way to do that is getting hits with runners in scoring position. Um, Straw had a good day at the plate going two for five with the leadoff triple to start the game that uh, Tito actually had to challenge because uh, it was a bang-bang play at third and, and Straw slid around the tag and it was a very good play by him. Uh, then an RBI double off the wall later. Uh, Jose is is still a hot boy going two for three with the sack fly scoring uh, Miles Straw. Uh, Naylor had a nice day going two for three with a walk and it just makes me so happy seeing that, that thick chunky motherfucker with long hair back in a guardians uniform. Um, and then True. he was, I was like, wait, who are you talking about? Cause I just like tuned out for just a second. <laughs> yeah. I saw your face and I was like, Oh, you're not going to comment, but okay. Yeah, sorry. No, uh, he is. He's, he's, he's thick, man. Yeah, uh, which as a fellow thick man, I can appreciate it. Oh, he's way thicker than uh, you. You're just a big boy. I mean, you're not like fat or anything. You're just a big guy. He's. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of thick. But I uh, mean, Naylor is like <laughs> a couple C's in that thickness. Uh, Owen Miller stays fucking red hot. He goes two for two with a single and a double with two walks. Uh, Quan struggling this one, so he's kind of falling back down to earth the past three games. Um, and, uh, he goes over four with two strikeouts in this one. So in the past, what, three games, he's had four strikeouts. I think just um, three, but prior to that, he hadn't struck out. And <laughs> Well, I think he had two in this one, one in one in last game and then one in the game before, uh, checking hold, please. Yeah, you're right. So one strikeout in back-to-back games and then two in this one. So nothing yeah. wild, but. Yeah, he came back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, which which if, if this was anyone else, we'd be like, whatever. But yeah, with the start that Stephen Kwan had, we're like, what the fuck is going on? True. Is it the goddamn apocalypse? Yeah. Um, and then Framel cont- continues to struggle. He goes 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. And I don't know what they need to do to get Framel on track, but <sighs> we need him to start hitting the balls like Fran Mel can hit. Yeah. And I saw a cool graphic from uh, just the Guardians broadcast that it says Cleveland, we have a solution. And it's on Miles Straw, right? In his career with Which Cleveland. Is a cool play on like, well, I guess not. Yeah. Well, well, it's probably because like Houston, we have a problem because he came from Houston. So yeah, that, you got that's why I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, you got it. So Cleveland, we have a solution. Career with Cleveland, sixty-eight games. Okay, he's batting two ninety for us with fifty-two runs, fifteen RBIs, eighteen doubles, seventeen stolen bases, and a three seventy-three on base percentage. That's in sixty-eight games. So say you double that and give it a little extra, he would score a hundred and twenty-five runs. Uh, 30, 45 RBIs, which he's your leadoff guy in the bottom of our... How'd you get 125 if you double it? Well, I was going to add like two and a half, but I guess it's a little under two and a half. Oh. So it'd be like 115 runs, you know, 35-ish RBIs, which the bottom of our lineup's a dumpster, so he's never going to be a big RBI guy. Uh, what, 30, 40 doubles and 30, 
40 bags almost <laughs> in a 373 on base. Like, he's so good. I love him. I love him yeah. so much. For Phil just And we kind of pseudo-extended him. Yeah. I, it's just like, oh, I love it. I love him. So, game three, we'll wrap this up here because this just finished and we wanted to jump all over it and get ahead of it for to be right on right on topic and hopefully give you guys something to enjoy and laugh at through this terrible weekend. So, Savali versus Wood. Guardians coming to Sunday afternoon's game looking to avoid the sweep in the home opener series against the Giants. They send Savali to the bump against Alex Wood, another strong left Good Wood. Yeah, good Wood. Another strong left-handed pitcher. Uh, which Rodon is, Daddy Rodon, excuse me, please don't punish me, uh, who tore us up. A mixture of poor hitting. That's it, you're getting the wax. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting the, get the whip. <laughs> a mixture of poor hitting and terrible defense costs us in this one. The Giants sweep the weekend series and push us back below 500, which pain. Quick box score, San Francisco eight runs on 11 hits, no errors. Cleveland one run on six hits, one error. Scoring highlights, top of the second, Tyro Estrada, two-run home run, his second of the year. Giants take an early 2-0 lead. Top of the fourth, Tyro Estrada grounds into a force out. What should have been an ending, uh, ending double play, but yet again, poor defense costs us as one run comes home on the ground out and another uh, run comes home on a poor throw by Owen Miller that Bobby uh, Bradley can't scoop. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, Bobby should have scooped it. Giants are now up 4 nothing. either way you cut it. Top of the sixth, Tyro Estrada, this motherfucker, hits an RBI double, scoring Jock Peterson, extends the Giants' lead 5 to nothing. Still the top of the sixth, Steven Duggar hits an RBI single. That scores Estrada, so Estrada didn't do it, but he was still on base. God bless us, um, you know, from before. And the Giants now lead it 6 to nothing. so it's blown open. Top of the seventh, Brandon Belt, two-run home run. He has a fucking series against us. That's his third of the year. Giants blow it again. It's already open, but now it's gaping. Eight-nothing lead. Bottom of the seventh, Austin Hedges gets his first hit of the year in the first Guardians catcher hit of the entire season. It only took nine games. RBI single to left field, scores Ahmed, gets us on the board. Giants still lead at 8-1, though. That's how it stays. Our extremely young squad. Um, just gets bested all weekend by one of the best teams in baseball, full of veterans um, and defense and just, I don't know, a little bit of the jitters maybe and riding that high, I don't know, but just not. The good news is we didn't get shut out in any of these games. True. But I so, just wanted us to not get like swept. Silver lining, we didn't get shut out. We didn't get swept, but. Like you said, we're very young. We're still we still have people trying to prove stuff, and this is one of the best teams in baseball. Um, yeah, it sucks, but it could have been worse. Yeah, it just sucks getting swept. We're not under Tito. Yeah. We talked about it last year. I don't remember the stat, but we had a streak for a long time of not getting swept. It was like a crazy amount of series. And, yeah. you know, you always want to win series. But with this one, not going to lie. I think I don't remember if I said at the end of last episode, like, just don't get swept. And it's just just sucks. You know, if you stay one game above 500, if you don't get swept. Um, and then, you know, in this case, now we're a game b- below. So it, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, so game highlights in this one. Oh yeah, this is uh, there's, only, there's only a couple. 
in the top of the third, Aaron Savali makes a great snag on the mound on a comeback live dri- line drive. And it's just one of those reactionary things, so you don't get drilled, he and he just snags moved. it. And, he barely moved. Yeah. He like was just coming off the mound a little bit out of his windup, and the ball just like literally went in his glove. <laughs> yeah, it, it was one of those reactionary things, uh, and it, it was a very good play made by Savali. And then top of the fourth, um, this is the play that we were going to talk about. So they're trying to turn a double play. Ball gets flipped to Owen Miller at second. Owen Miller makes the throw to Bobby Bradley at first. The throw is low, but it's a very catchable ball, and Bobby Bradley just misses it. Doesn't even touch Bobby Bradley's glove. Just doesn't put he he leaves his he leaves his mitt off the ground a little bit, expecting a hop, which is not what you're supposed to do. Every like from the time you're a kid, from the time that you're Till I stopped playing baseball, you keep your mitt on the ground and you play the hop up, and you just you... I I don't know if Bobby Bradley's it, man. Oh, he's not. He's going to get DFA to the moon here soon. This was his first start in like a week, and it was against a yeah. left-handed pitcher, which is weird because he's never ever ever hit left-handers. So it was a weird. I'm actually watching the play now because I was walking the dogs. Oh, that's 100% on Bobby. Okay. Yeah. I told you, I texted you. I was like, I need you to look into this because I was walking the dogs and I, you know. And then you were talking about a play where a ball got stuck in Bobby Bradley's glove. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, it was earlier in that exact inning. So something happened where apparently some something, I don't know, it got caught in his glove and Hammy was just saying on and on that like that should have been a an, uh, an, an error because the pitcher got the yeah, it's a bad throw. So Owen should Owen's throw was not great, but seeing this finally, Bobby needs to catch that every single time. And then, but I will say Owen got eaten, not eaten up by it. He wasn't as smooth as it could have been because I I don't think he gets the double play anyway. One, you can't assume it, but I don't know. He might have got. Here's the beat. thing: there's also worse throws that get made on double pl- on people coming off the bag for double plays. Yeah. And you got to catch it. But the ball it, so. getting away brings in a run anyway. So it was just yep. another thing where defense, man. It, and yeah, it's Bobby. Now he's going to get DFA'd to the moon. I mean, he hasn't played in a week because of Owen Miller's success and just torching the baseball. Um, and the fact he got the start against the lefty was weird. I think it was just to like, show us what you got, kid. Like, you better do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was poking around the condensed game, too. And, of course, something wild happens. I watch all five innings without moving from my TV or whatever. And then two weird plays happen. It's when I'm walking my dogs because uh, they couldn't wait any longer. And, yeah, people were just flaming them. And I haven't seen the video. But, yeah, just trying to see what happens. I don't know. A wing and a prayer. We'll see. Throw it out there. Tito just kind of, like, jumbled some names on the lineup card. Gave Quan a day off just to. Get his mind right, you know, rookie kind of coming yeah. back down to earth and put Fran Mill on right. Yeah. To to try and you know, you know, you get some reps, not just as DH where you're just sitting there just thinking about your at bats and stuff. You get to play the field a little bit, hopefully make some plays and take some pressure off. Success in one can lead to success in the other, but that didn't work today, unfortunately, for Fran Mill. So it was, a, it was just a weird day. But yep, yeah. We, defense again it's just but and then 
one more thing, and two innings later in the top of six, Owen Miller got eight up by a ball that short hops him at second base and it lets in another run run. Just he he didn't play the hop right. He tried to backhand it and it was just a, a sloppy play. Um, it's it's not an easy play to make, but it's not an extremely difficult play to make. So uh, he just got ate up by the hop. Yeah, just inexperienced stuff. And uh, anyway, wrapping this up because it's all depressing. Savali four innings pitched, uh, four hit, four runs, three of them are earned, one walk, five strikeouts, and he takes the loss. Tough break for Savali. He's pitching pretty damn well. Uh, he gives up the two-run home run on a hanging curveball in the second that doesn't even get over the railing of the left field wall. I think that happened in back-to-back games. I think it happened yesterday and today. Just ones that just... I think the other one yesterday might have hit the railing or on Friday, but this one, it doesn't even get over the railing or it hits the very bottom of it. So that's tough. Then the defense lets him down in the fourth when you know Bobby Bradley can't get the ball out of his glove, even though it was routine. So... That should have been an error, which would actually lead to both the runs uh, scoring ultimately that uh, because then the double play ball comes. Owen Miller gets a throwing error, even though Bobby should have scooped it. So you don't get the double play. You don't get out of the inning. And so that's an error. So that's why Savali only gets three earned runs instead of all four. But really, Bobby, if he makes that play and gets the ball out of his glove because it's a routine ground ball, nothing the pitcher did. He did his job. Neither of those runs in the fourth should be attributed to Savali. And then, because he had to keep working, right, and these garbage scoring from whoever the scorers were, um, and, well, not the it's not the scoring, well, the scoring for him getting tagged for the earned runs, but then the garbage defense also means Savali's got to go out there and keep working and throwing, and so he can't get you more than four innings. You know what I mean? He, he probably could have gone back out there for an inning, uh, maybe even two more. Who knows? But you got to throw more pitches. You're on a pitch limit, and it's more than just the box score, but um, yeah. it's another one that the story doesn't tell at all. So... Um, Yeah, it is what it is. It sucks. So bullpen has to give you five innings. They give up four earned runs on seven hits, one walk, and four strikeouts, so not good. And, um, again, thanks to our terrible defense, they have to give you five. Ghost comes out for the fifth, gives gives up a leadoff double, excuse me. He gets out of it without any damage, striking out one. Eli Morgan comes out for the sixth and only survives an inning after giving up two runs on three hits and striking out one. Not what they were probably hoping for with Morgan. Uh, He can usually give you a two or three, so that is not great. Then Anthony Castro comes out for the seventh. He gives up two runs on three hits and a walk. Um, The damage was done on a two-run shot by Brandon Belt, but still, man, like Anthony Castro ain't it since he's come over. Um, and then Connor Pilkington, though, this is a bright spot, comes out for the eighth, ends up finishing off the game with two perfect innings, a strikeout ball. So another solid showing by him. He just had his debut and then to give you two innings uh, against the Giants, even if it was a cold day, you know, we're getting blown out. And they probably put it on cruise control. Doesn't matter. Major league innings. Um, so good for Connor yeah. Pilkington. Two strikeouts and two innings. Love to see it. Yeah. Perfect ball too. Mm, uh, yeah, talk to me about the offense uh, and let's get the fuck offensively. Off of this series. Nothing fucking happened. Uh, six strikeouts to three walks, which isn't awful. Uh, we left six runners on base, uh, and that's atrocious when we've only had nine reached total. Uh, six hits, only one of them was extra bases. Um, it's it's tough to win a baseball game on six hits. 
uh, but especially with only one extra base hit. Uh, and then we went one for eight with runners in scoring position, which is a 125 average. And just like I said last time, you're not going to win games that way. Uh, nobody had more than one hit than Straw. Um, or nobody had more than one hit. Straw, Jose, Ernie Clement, Bobby Bradley, Mercado, and Hedges each had one hit. Uh, not much to say. Uh, Ernie had a nice drive on a ball. And it seems like he's working on it. He had the only extra base hit. Owen Miller finally cools off going over three with two strikeouts, but he drew a walk. Um, Framel continues to struggle, even though he was playing in right field, went over four with a strikeout. So I don't know what he needs, man. Yeah. And he's super streaky and he's hit balls hard, but today I was watching him, and it's just like he, the one strikeout he had, I thought he struck out more than that, but it was like, balls right in the zone it was like he just couldn't even see the ball and then he like check swinged and it wasn't like at the bottom of the zone or in or i mean it was just like right there it's like what are you what are you i don't know if you're just guessing fastball and hoping but he just got eaten up fast um i still believe in him he's a streaky hitter he'll come out of it but i think that's probably weird day um you know quan with the day off so owen slots up to the two hole which fine uh, Jose DHs so Ernie can play third base. Franmil and right. Uh, Bobby gets first against a left uh, first base against a left hander, which again historically is it, he got one hit, but just weird. And then Mercado and left and hedge. It was just weird. It was kind of like a yeah, yeah. I don't know. Tito put names in a hat, and that's that's the giant series. I mean, disappointing, um, especially when we were riding the high like we were and. Uh, I said, I think that Cleveland will literally explode on Friday night if we somehow blew, kept the streak going and blew them out in the home opener. I think we would all be like, all right, we're winning the World Series. So <laughs> came back down to earth, the youth and stuff, and maybe some jitters, I don't know, playing against a much more poised and you know veteran team showed. You know, it, it is what it is, but it still sucks. So, yeah, there's always tomorrow. <sighs> I think we're off tomorrow. No, no we, we we're not. Play we play the White Sox tomorrow. Straight, I think. We don't get a yeah, day off. Yeah, we play off. Chicago tomorrow. Yeah. So, all right. Talk to me about who's hot here. Yeah. So, uh, first things first, we're taking Stephen Kwan off the who's hot list. He goes down from a ten, our first ten ever, to off. Um, after making history, he goes one for thirteen uh, with a single, three walks, and a sack fly, and two RBIs. Um, he had the day off today, like we talked about, uh, but I think they would just give him some rest. Uh, it's, it's early in the season. We're not trying to just rip people off of here, but especially when he's the only 10 in history, but yeah, it's just kind of like you go one for 13. I don't want to take him down to a 7.5 and then, you know what I mean? So do you agree? Just taking him off. Yeah. And it's not, he's not cold or anything. It's just, I mean, he made MLB history. What else were we supposed to do? Yeah. So, uh, Jose goes from an eight to a nine. He went 10 for 19 this week with two doubles, a triple, two home runs, 10 RBIs, and uh, three runs scored. <laughs> uh, his slash line right now is 457, uh, 500 OBP, 866 slugging, 886. and a 136 or 886. Sorry, it looks like a six from here, 886 OP, uh, slugging, and a 138. Eight six OPS, almost a one dot four OPS. He went ten yeah. for nineteen. <laughs> Excuse me, Jesus Christ! So I took him from an eight to a nine. Do you agree? 
Yeah. I mean, jeez. Um, and then Owen Miller goes up from a seven seven five to an eight five. Uh, he uh, he's eight for seventeen this week with four doubles, two home runs, three walks, three RBIs, uh, and five runs scored. He's slashing five hundred with a five forty five OBP, a nine sixty four slugging, and a one point five oh nine OPS. <laughs> I think that he, I think we need to bring him down from an eight point five to like an eight. I mean, he has one error on the throw, but we both agreed it was more on Bobby. Well, he got, well, yeah, that, and then he got ate up by that play at second, which was pretty bad. But he's literally, like, Um, leading all of baseball. I mean, he's not a defensive liability. He didn't have the sharpest day, but, I mean, he's only going up less than one point. And, I mean, he has a 1-5 OPS and leads baseball in extra base hits, I think. Okay, I'll give you this one, but you'll have to give me one later on. Okay, that's fair. If it means taking hedges off of the who's not list, then no, I'll keep Owen Miller wherever you want him to be. It's not taking him off the who's not list, but okay. it, it's it's well. Then I want the eight five for Owen Miller. All right, but okay. I'll concede something on the who's not. And then right. the last, uh, one. and then Zach Plesac's going on the list. Uh, he's barely on with a seven five. Uh, he goes in Kansas City on his first start, five and two thirds with three hits, no earned runs, no walks in his first start. Uh, and then in the second start, five and a third, seven hits, two and runs, one walk, four strikeouts against San Francisco on Friday. Um, not a great line, but he looks sharp and he grinded it out. And he, he put us in a chance to win and we just couldn't finish it off. On the year, he's uh, 11 innings, 1.64 ERA and a 1-0 whip. So all in all, pretty good. Yeah. And like I said, 7-5, not great. We talked about kind of the peripherals of it. But I mean, overall, he's giving you 11 innings of one six four URI ball and one whip. So that's kind of where I was like, yeah. you can't not really put him on. <laughs> like That's still, that's going to do it. And then uh, the who's not list, Bobby Bradley, he only played today. But he's pretty much just like off my radar. So I don't really give a shit. Yeah. He went one for four with a single, two strikeouts. But he just looked awful. Yeah, I put him on here and I just ranked him as a one, um, you know, as cold as it gets. Uh, but it's also one of those things where I just didn't put too much work into it, slash line and stuff, because I just don't give a shit. And he literally hadn't played in a yeah. week. And it's like, you are going to get DFA'd here on like May 2nd. Um, so, And then next is Austin Hedges. He got his first hit today. So he's now one for 22 with eight strikeouts. Um, here's why I, I, I do think he needs to be on, but I just think he need he's not a one like this is, it's the same argument we had every fucking time last year where this is saying the who's hot, who's not list is just offensive only. Well, I took it into, I took it into, you know, tune down. You Owen mentioned Miller. it, but you're saying a one is ice cold. I mean, you're saying like every aspect of this guy's game's cold. It's just tough when you're 0 for 21 with eight strikeouts. Now he's 1 for 22. And I mean, he just lost terrible at bats. So how about a two then? Can we agree on that? Because I mean, def- he's literally a black hole. Offensively, but defensively, he's a fucking brick wall. True. So what is it? 1 to 3.5 is how we, I mean. 1 to 2.5 is a, is the who's who's not list. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. 
Well, no, I think we do 3.5 because we don't go below one. One's like the lowest we do. If that's the case, I think he's a three. All right. I'll give it to you. Again, I can't argue because you gave me Owen Miller, but I Again, this is saying if, if this is saying that the who's hot who's not list is strictly offensive stats. If that's the case, cool. I'll go fuck myself, but if that's what how you want it, cool. But I I, I there's more than to baseball than just offensive numbers and offensive stats. And Austin Hedges is a goddamn brick wall behind the plate. He is. It's just tough when it's an automatic out and you can't really do much worse offensively. So, well, I'll put him at a three because, again, we'll, you know, bargain here with it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if he continues to struggle, we'll just keep ticking him down a little bit. I mean, there's both sides of the game, but I mean, at some point you have to hit the ball. I mean, you have an you have an yeah. 045 average. You got your first hit on the ninth game of the year. So it could be worse. He could be one for 22 with 20 strikeouts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Way to look at it, Paul. All right. Who's the I last will one? sit here. I will. I will fight tooth and nail for for Austin Hedges. Yeah, I know you will. All right, who's the last um, one? And then so last, Anthony Castro fucking struggled since we got him from the trade for Zimmer. In four appearances this year, he has a 7.36 ERA and a 1.91 whip in uh, three and two-thirds innings. He's given up two home runs. Uh, he just keeps hanging sliders uh, up in the zone and just getting fucking torched. Yep. And we, we, we traded one shit player for another one maybe, <laughs> but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we were hoping he'd get in the pitching lab and we'd figure it out. But yeah, he just he's on watch here. Like, I mean, he's on at a two, but it's just like get your shit together. So, uh, Stephen Kwan off, Jose at a nine, Owen Miller eight point five, Zach Plesek seven point five, and then Bobby Bradley's at a one, but we just don't really care. Austin Hedges is at a three, Anthony Castro at a two, um, and again, we're going to limit it to three on each list maximum. Um, yeah, and we'll put sometimes people if you got to watch out a little bit and, and if people are heating up, but uh, officially on the list, we'll keep it to that. So quick AL central standings and we're going to wrap this thing up fast. Um, I know we're going a little long here because uh, it's literally nine games into the year. But fun fact, even though we knew we were going to record a little bit earlier, nobody had night games. So this is actually accurate standings. I didn't know if it would be Chicago top of the division six and three. Um they uh, were two games behind at four and five, tied with Detroit, who's also four and five. And then Kansas City um, is in fourth place at three and five. And Minnesota is in last place at three and six. Know your place, trash. And Detroit and Kansas City actually got rained out today. Um, so, okay. That's just- and we're about to go into a series with the White Sox, so we can make some ground. Yeah, we got four or not. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll give a little little preview there. So, but yeah, Minnesota, enjoy last place. Know your place, trash. All right, we got some quick Guardians news here before the recap. Yeah, lay it on me, Daddy. Uh, so on Tuesday, uh, Richie Palacio leads the game off with a or leads the game with his first triple of the season uh, for Columbus. Palacio is now five for sixteen on the year with four extra base hits, three doubles, and one triple. So yeah, he's he could get the call up eventually if again if they follow through on on what they said they want to do with let the kids play. I mean he's at AAA yeah. and he's hitting, so we'll see. And that was from Tuesday. Then, that was from a while ago yeah. from Guardians' perspective. 
But what I should really do is look up and see if he's still torching. But keep going. I'm sorry. Then Thursday, um, the Guardians tweeted out. They put up a billboard for Jose uh, that um, let me pull it up so I can read it better. It says a man from Bali uh, who got to call Cleveland home. That's some king shit. Yep. A kid from Bali who, who chose to call Cleveland his home. Chills. Which, Jose, I love you, and I appreciate you. Move somewhere nicer than Cleveland, man. Cleveland's, <laughs> Cleveland's a shit city. So, Palacios uh, has an 832 OPS. He's got uh, four doubles and a triple and 10 RBIs. So, look at that. 375 OBP, 457 slugging. I love that for him. So, he's he's cooking. And then on Friday, Mandy Bell tweeted out that Josh Naylor has been activated off the injured list. Connor Pilkington. Pilkington. Was option. Option yeah. AAA Columbus. Yu Chang was placed on the IL. Well, this is later uh, in the day. Sorry. Mandy Bell tweeted yeah. again. Yeah. We don't have a reason why Connor Pilkington is already on his way back from Columbus to take Chang's roster spot. You know what this is called? What? This is called... Uh... This is called don't out of options itis. So there's nothing wrong with him. And it was funny. Hammy on the um, on the broadcast was even like, well, we're not, we can't say it, but you could probably put it together that, you know, people are out of options and Josh Nather came back and you don't want to get rid of somebody. So they've said it's not a baseball injury. So they're just putting him on there to manipulate the roster because you Chang's out of options. And when they brought yeah. Naylor up, um, they were going to send Pilkington down, but then they decided, you know, Pilkington gets literally halfway to Columbus. And then a couple hours later, that Pilkington right back up on his way and Yu Chang for a non-baseball injury. Luckily, it's only like, what, a four hour drive if that three hours? No, three, like three. So that's yeah, just roster so, manipulation because once yeah. he's done with it just buys you time till May 2nd because on May 2nd uh I mean it's going to happen before then but you got to go down to the 26 man and right now we have 15 pitchers and 13 hitters and you have to have 13 and 13 and Yu Chang's on the DL or on the IL and on the DL I know on the DL <laughs> well it's a habit disabled list but um yeah, I mean, Bobby Bradley and and or Yu Chang aren't going to be part of this team. We could see Arias up, and we've we've talked about that at length. So it's just kind yeah. of funny. And then uh, Saturday, Daniel Espino uh, was electric once again in Akron, striking out seven over four and two-thirds, uh, no hit innings. Uh, yeah, four and two-thirds, no hits, no runs, uh, three walks, seven strikeouts, uh, and... F- 40 or 70 pitches 42 of them were strikes yeah and then Seven on the season he's eight and two thirds three hits two runs two of them the, they're both earned three walks uh 16 strikeouts and a 2.08 era so he's almost averaging two strikeouts an inning <laughs> yeah sir and real quick i wanted to give an update on arius i forgot to save something uh, he's hitting down at AAA, 278 average, 350 OBP, 472 slugging for an 822 OPS. In nine games, he's got four doubles, a home run, six RBIs, and four walks. So just wanted to uh, bring that up. Love to see it. Love to see it. 
And then uh, yesterday, the Guardians have signed. Uh, we signed Sandy Leone to a minor league contract. Uh, he was with us last year. Or 2020. Yeah, and, uh, and and I thought he was there last year, too. No, it was just 2020. Oh, no, no. He was here in 20, yeah, 2020. Uh, and he was there for spring training this year. Um, and he was granted his release when he was told he wouldn't make the opening day roster. Obviously, well, didn't get picked up by anyone. Well, no, so the Reds did. Back. The Reds literally picked him up. Like, yeah, this was yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, the Reds like picked him up on Friday night, maybe even early Saturday, and then we signed him, and then like it just went under the radar, and everyone's like, "Huh? What?" <laughs> like the Reds literally. Sandy Leon, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. I hope we never see him. So, just a little little news there. Um, and then an upcoming series preview uh, for the next week here as we wrap up. So uh, Monday through Thursday, we got the White Sox at home. And then we got three on the road. We're going to the Bronx, the Bronx, uh, to face the the Yankees, which is going to be tough. So game one, uh, uh, game one. This is a stretch. Yeah, it is. It it really is. So game one's tomorrow, six ten Eastern. Uh, it's going to be Bieber versus Keuchel. Uh, Keuchel's washed, so we need to win tomorrow and snap this losing streak. Then on Tuesday, you got uh, T Mac versus Lambert. Um, that's another six ten start. Wednesday, Plesac versus Dylan Cease. That one's going to be a little tough. Six ten start again. And then on Thursday, you got a 110 start, uh, getaway day. You got Big Daddy Dick Quantrill versus Michael Kopech. So uh, we'll see what happens there. And the White Sox come in six and three. Uh, they just lost today to the Rays. They got blown out. Um, they're going to win this division. We know that. They're good. They're built to. They've had some injuries and stuff early on with some pitching, but uh, they're still built to win. They're going to score a lot of runs. We usually play them fairly well, so we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can flip the script right here, at least split, you know, man, if we take three out of four, you feel great about that. And then, like yeah. I said, the weekend series, take the, go ahead. take the lead in the division. Yeah, exactly. Cause divisions are one in April. Um, and then you, we have the weekend series in the Bronx, no pitchers, uh, lined up for that one yet, but starts on Friday, seven Oh five Eastern start Saturday's a one Oh five game. And then Sunday is a one thirty five start. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the Yankees. Um, it's, they're gonna, they're the fuck Bronx them. bombers. Yeah. Fuck them. Um, uh, they're like Lakers fans, but worse. And hey, all jokes aside, Yankee Stadium, tough place to play. So these kids are going to get their money's worth. Home run city. Yeah. Yankees are five and five as of right now. They already played today on Sunday when we're recording it. Um, so obviously that's going to change uh, since we don't see them until Friday. But they did drop two or three to the Orioles at Camden Yards. Yeah. Which I'm dead. Somehow the Orioles w- w- took a series away from New York. So that's fucking so we got but, a we got a week cut out. Which Baltimore us. has the number one farm system in in baseball. So I don't know that that's true. Years. Isn't it the Rays? What? I don't think that's true. Isn't it like the Rays? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Baltimore. I don't know. I'd have to check in on ranked farm systems. But while you look at that tough week, I mean, we already said it, but yeah, tough. Yeah, and we're gonna go on the road for a while. We don't have a day off for like two weeks, so. Yeah, be- Baltimore Orioles, number one farm oh, system. My bad. I thought that they were still like number two or three. Don't fucking doubt me ever again. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. Be better. <sighs> All right. 
spent time complaining about Ahmed and people in Twitter, but uh, you got anything else? You caught me while I was blowing my nose. No, man, I don't have anything. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, follow, and make sure you turn on automatic downloads wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Please consider leaving a review. It really helps us out and lets us know you're enjoying the content. And be sure to follow us on Twitter and TikTok at 216BaseballPod. Hey, Twitter is basically half the show. We've said it before. And every once in a while, Paul posts a little funny something something on uh, TikTok for everybody's enjoyment. So yeah, when I when my creative process kicks in. Yeah. So we'll be back next Monday to give you a breakdown of the White Sox and Yankees series. Tough weekend, but a lot of baseball. These kids are going to get their legs under them, and uh, we're going to be here rocking through all of it. So guards up, guards baby. up, baby. Let's go.